Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Reflecting back on our first years of marriage, uh, Dean and I were trying to get to know each other, but it was hard. I'm not necessarily real strong when it comes to thinking through processing and verbalizing emotions, and she never wanted to go to bed without resolving conflict. She just felt like that was wrong. So it seemed like almost every night we were making conflicts so she could resolve conflicts so we could go to bed, (laughs) and I would wake up thinking, what was that about? I'm John Fuller, along with my Focus on the Family colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And uh, Aaron, you're chuckling. Have you ever had to work through anything like that in your marriage? Oh, boy. That's Especially a softball question, by the Yes, way. never. Never, ever. In those early years, it sounds like what was going on in your house was going on in ours, that we had lots of just conflict. We didn't know how to manage conflict. You know, our money, we didn't know how to manage finances together, in-law relationship, family relationships. We had plenty to really spend a lot of time disagreeing on. <laughs> God was preparing us for this exact role in those early years. Yeah. As we really did, unfortunately, we didn't really understand how to really work through conflict in a way that, that felt good to us, maybe grew us closer. Just the way our style was was pretty abrasive for mm-hmm. both of us. And so we would we would get into some some pretty unhealthy conflicts and yeah. it just kept I, I think over time like three years into our marriage our hearts were pretty hardened to yeah. each other and we we were in crisis for sure and we got help so that's the good news 29 mm-hmm. years later mm-hmm. but those were some hard mm-hmm. very difficult early years yeah and conflict was certainly a key for us control which is really what we're talking about today uh, here in just a moment wasn't a major deal for us it's not like Dina has tried to control me and she's got enough wild horse spirit, if I can put it that way, in her to where I would be foolish to try to control her. <laughs> You'd be bucked I right would off. Be, yeah. yeah. So um, let's go ahead and, and really zero in on the matter of control and hear from a couple who struggled with it mightily. Uh, Dr. Ron Welch and his wife, Jan, shared with Focus on the Family President Jim Daly about how they got engaged only four days after meeting each other and how control became a big problem. Let me uh, ask you this question about the early years of your marriage, Mm -hmm. the first eight to 10 years then. Uh, Jan, you had to be unselfish to recognize Ron's controlling, Mm -hmm. you know, temperament. How did you survive that? Well, my father was very similar in a way of a control. And so it was very easy for me because I wanted him to be happy and I would sacrifice everything that so he could be happy and that things would be good. And I really wish I'd had someone tell me that you have to hold them accountable. Well, right. Easy isn't necessarily healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a big Mm -hmm. point. So that's what you're saying is that I, in essence, I I went with it and Mm -hmm. you allowed it to happen. And that's what happens, I think, in a lot of those things, because for your insecurities, whatever reason, you hold back some of the things you might have said to the person, and you just kind of keep doing that. And so it's not always beneficial in your marriage. So Mm -hmm. when controlling, you also have a part in allowing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I appreciate that honesty, really, both of you to talk about those first eight to 10 years. I think for a couple that may be in that situation right now, they're still at year four. Mm -hmm. Let's just imagine that couple who's listening. 
how can we cut their pain in half? They don't have to go eight to 10 years. What were some of those things in those uh, years six, seven, and eight that begin to change things for you? What was it that woke you both up to this unhealthiness? So I remember the day God slapped me across the face with this. Mm -hmm. Um, My sons were starting to talk to my wife in that same manner. Why aren't you where you're supposed to be? Why didn't you get me here? You need to do this for me. And I gave him the dad lecture, right? Don't talk to your mom that way. And I remember God just slapping me across the head and saying, who do you think is teaching them to disrespect women? Mm. I've taught you a different way to value your wife. Mm. Why are you doing this? And there was this inconsistency between my faith and between what I was. And I think that's that couple you're talking about in year four. I think there's an inconsistency between I love you, I'm going to church with you, I'm telling you I I value you, but when we get home, I'm telling you what you need to do for me. Let me give you a quick example. I would ask Jan... Um, something like, where do you want to go for dinner? I really wasn't asking her, where would you like to go for dinner? I wanted to start a conversation about barbecue, right? I mean, So you actually knew. Yeah. See, I'm the guy that really doesn't know where I want to go for dinner. <laughs> I, I, don't, I could care less. Yeah. And, and I wish I could portray myself in a better light, but I can't, because it wasn't just Jan I did that with. That was how I worked my life. Because What's the root of that? Insecurity. It's like You've... I'm so scared about things getting out of control that as long as I can control everything, it'll be okay. And I fight that every day, trying to say, if I trust God and God has my back, why am I so anxious and worried? Where did that come from? My mom, God bless her, she was an anxious woman, but she was kind of like the glass wasn't just half empty. It was draining rapidly, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. She could look around the corner and see all the things that could go wrong. So fear and anxiety. Yeah, and I got really good at trying to do enough to yeah. maybe prevent those bad things. Yeah. I mean, that, that, there usually is that you know, early childhood development yeah. issue that people yeah. encounter. And it worked well until I got married, and then it caused a lot of problems. Yeah. No, and I, I understand that. Yeah. I so appreciate that transparency from Ron and Jan. And um, Greg, there are some who are listening, and they're thinking, wow, um, I sure do get that. I have a controlling spouse. Uh, maybe it's mental health struggles. Um, that's a theme for us this month. How do you encourage that individual? Maybe we can call them, I don't know, the victim. How do you help that person to start getting some some help? Yeah, this is hard. Feeling controlled, feeling manipulated, um, not feeling that you have a choice constantly, that you're doing something wrong. I mean, all of that can lead to a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. It's a very difficult place to be in. That usually leads to helplessness. Hmm. When, when you feel like, I just, I, I can't do anything about the way my spouse is behaving and, and his or her choices. I think that it's always important to first and foremost, to better understand what's really going on for you. Okay. So within all this controlled, feeling controlled, what is that that's really going on for you? What's the emotion? Something about acknowledging, here's how I'm feeling, letting that be okay. Oftentimes within a controlling marriage, it's not okay to feel. Feelings are wrong, stupid. You shouldn't feel that way. You, you're constantly told that's, that's not the right way to feel. So taking some time just to go, you know, right now I'm feeling very helpless. I'm feeling very uh, marginalized. I'm feeling controlled. Whatever it is, taking that then to the Lord gives you a sense of control, gives you something that you can actually do. Between you and the Lord, you're able to care for for how you feel. That can matter. And that's, I guess, 
really important because you can't control anything right. about your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially, but you do have kind of the power of your own decisions here. And so I would encourage that spouse that is feeling controlled to go in and talk to a licensed Christian counselor and come up with a plan of setting healthy boundaries. Hmm. And, you know, you're showing up like this. I can't control how you show up, but I absolutely can show up with boundaries in place and saying, you know what, that's not okay anymore. I know that this has gone on for a long time, but not anymore, not at the cost of me. And, you know, especially having somebody to talk that through with you and give you godly wisdom and guidance is key. So find a good godly Christian counselor you can call Focus on the Family. They have a referral network across the nation, 1-800-A-FAMILY, F-A-M-I-L-Y. And you find a counselor in your area, Mm -hmm. which would be a great support. Yeah. Well, we, in addition to those counselors, have uh, just a ton of great resources, whether you're struggling or maybe you just need some, a couple little fine tune-up points to uh, keep the marriage going strong. Uh, That number that Aaron gave is a great starting point. And uh, we also have uh, books like Dr. Ron Welch's 10 Choices Successful Couples Make, which is full of excellent advice, just like he and Jan shared today. And uh, we'd love to send that book out to you. Please, if you can, make a donation to the ministry, and we'll say thank you by sending the book to you. And a link is in the episode notes for uh, making a donation and getting the book and connecting with a counselor. Ron and Jan will be back next time to share more of their story about how God healed their marriage. For now, on behalf of the Smalleys and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.